Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Bedelsky, very excited to be with you this morning. It's a beautiful, frosty morning in uh, Fairmont, Minnesota kind of the western edge of our coverage area for AM 970 here in southern Minnesota. Uh, not quite the southern edge of the Diocese of Winona-Rochester, but but getting there, probably about three-quarters of the way <laughs> to, to as far west. And uh, I'd like to uh, invite you before we get going today, a lot of exciting interviews uh, today, people here in Fairmont. I always love when we have uh, people who are in, in studio, so to speak, uh, for our interviews, so this will be a great show. I invite everyone listening, though, to uh, join me in prayer as we begin our two hours together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. A lot of exciting guests today. Uh, later on, we'll have uh, Deacon Steve Landsteiner, who's Deacon here and in uh, Blue Earth. Uh, we'll also have... Uh, Bob Chernetsky from the Options Pregnancy Care Center and some of the ladies involved with the Hope Shop here at St. John Vianney. But first, uh, as would be appropriate when we're uh, having a broadcast from a parish, uh, we'll be starting with the pastor here at St. John Vianney in Fairmont, as well as the pastor of, I can't remember the name of the parish in Blue Earth. St. Peter and Paul. St. <laughs> Peter and Paul. That, that should be an easy one to remember. Uh, but uh, good morning, Father. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. It's good to be here. Uh, so, uh, Father Andrew Beerman. Uh, you uh, can go ahead and introduce yourself. I, I don't need to run through through your biography. You can uh, go ahead and <laughs> okay. tell us about yourself. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Father Andrew Beerman, and I actually grew up not too far from here in St. James, Minnesota. It's about 40 miles to the right, north yeah. of us. And um, uh, I've been a priest for 26 years this June. I uh, was ordained by Bishop Vlasny of our diocese. Uh, he asked me to tell a, f a little bit of my vocation story, and so the, yeah. um, uh, growing up, our our parents, especially my mom, encouraged all of us to think about priesthood or religious life, and uh, and pray whether God might be calling us to that. And so in high school, I couldn't really decide whether I should go to the seminary and study to be a priest, or uh, go and study math and science, which would be mm. my preference. <laughs> and uh, uh, so one day, I, uh, our family always prayed the rosary together after supper as a family, mm -hmm. and so I made the intention. I said, Lord, if you want me to be a priest, give me a sign, mm. and then I'll know. And so I prayed the rosary then. And a couple days later, we were going to church in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, and uh, as I was coming back from communion, I noticed a big tag board sign over the confessional that said, Father Andy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, 
and at the as I was looking at it, it also was like God was speaking in my heart, saying, "Here's the sign that you asked yeah. for." And, and um, literally a sign. Uh, literally, right? <laughs> literally a sign. <laughs> so that was enough to um, get me to go to the seminary and um, and attend in Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, Minnesota. And uh, I was only really planning just to stay for one year, as mm-hmm. I saw in the brochure that they had that. Um, several guys, after a time of discernment, decide they're not called to the priesthood. Right, right. And then um, they would announce that they're leaving and people would applaud. And so I said, that's what I'll do. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll announce after a year I'm leaving and they'll applaud. <laughs> but uh, it didn't turn out that way as I met some of the greatest guys that I know, mm. uh, fellow seminarians who are, many of them which are still good friends of mine. And um, uh, really felt a... a satisfaction in my heart of, of um, uh, here's what I've been looking for in my life as um, uh, a deeper prayer, a spiritual direction, and all those things. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. After that, I went to theology school in Rome at North oh, wow. American College and spent five years there studying theology. My uh, study area was uh, moral theology, so I have a license in moral theology from the uh, Angelicum University. Wow. And uh, since then, I've been uh, assigned to various parishes as well as um, a time at the seminary. I was the dean of formation and vice rector for four years and then rector of the seminary in Winona for four years. And after that, I went to Adrian and then Fairmont here. Beautiful, beautiful. Quite the, quite the story there. Right. Uh, so what was it like studying uh, moral theology in Rome? I mean, uh, that, <laughs> uh, that was uh, it was a great joy. That was one of my favorite subjects in theology was moral theology, and um, the uh, the professor who helped me write my thesis uh, was Father Wojciech Giertek, who was actually the papal theologian at wow. the time. Wow! And uh, so it was quite a blessing to have him. He said, "I'm not real good at." Uh, writing, helping write thesis, but he he was being modest. He was very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked out well. That worked yeah. well. Well, yeah. uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Nick Medelsky and uh, Father Beerman here at St. John Vianney Parish in uh, Fairmont. Uh, you also mentioned that you were a vice rector, director of formation, and then uh, rector at IHM. Yes. Could you talk a little bit about what that was like, helping to form uh, men, preparing for the priesthood yeah. and things like that? Well, uh, as a priest in a parish, you have all your parishioners that you are in charge of and, and the shepherd for, so it's like several hundred. But it's a very focused parish, I suppose you could mm. say, in the seminary, because it's your seminarians that are your parishioners. Right. And um, the, the formation of the seminarians is, is helping to prepare for them to become priests. And it's in the, the four major pillars of formation that Pope John Paul spoke about in his uh, document on priestly formation. And uh, so there were times where we'd have to call them into my office, like if they didn't make it to Mass in the morning or something like that. And um, I, I thought, un- once I moved to the parish, unfortunately I can't call parishioners into my <laughs> office <laughs> to talk to them about things. <laughs> uh, so so maybe that's... Uh that that that's something interesting too. I I've always found that interesting when uh, priests will go from 
working at a seminary or at the diocese or something like that, and then transitioning back into being a pastor. And I know a lot of the, the priests who are at the diocese are also helping out at parishes and things like that. But right. like you said, it's kind of a, a you know, a different different track, I guess you're on, sort right. of. Um, so can can you maybe speak a little bit about what that transition was like and, and those sorts of things? I think um, with a lot of the assignments that I've been given by the bishop, it's it felt at the moment that I was not well prepared for it uh, each time. And uh, like, for example, becoming pastor after only three years wow. of, of uh, associate in the right, parish. Yeah. It's even less for some of the guys today. But, yeah. but I think uh, along with the office that you're given is the graces that are supplied mm. by God, especially in thinking about becoming the rector of the seminary where you're dealing with... 10 or 12 different bishops of dioceses who send men well, to the yeah. seminary. And then you also have a, a contact and communication with the president of the university uh, where the students are taking their classes. Mm. And, uh, and then just the formation of the men at the seminary. There's a, there's a lot there. But I think I could also sense the presence of God and the graces to be provided for that office of helping to form the men and help them to come to know Jesus Christ and, and grow in virtue in their own lives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's exciting? What's happening here in, uh, in the parishes that you're pastor of, I guess, uh, is, a, is the, if that's a valid question to ask. Sure. Uh, <laughs> when I came here, uh, several things were, um, happening in the parish. I, I guess you could say that were, uh, sources of hope and encouragement. One of the things is we have uh, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, that's people come in for an hour at a time and spend that time in prayer. And so the, um, uh, throughout the whole week, during the daytime at least, from about 6 in the morning till 10 at night, people are coming in for adoration. To, and, mm. and I think it makes a difference in their own lives of yeah. spending, spending that time with Jesus and uh, receiving from him in prayer. Another thing that's been, uh, it's Beautiful. not really that present in other parts of our diocese, right. but um, uh, there was a, a deacon here, Deacon Ed, who uh, helped everyone get involved in Curcio. I think he actually helped start the adoration as well. Mm. But uh, they, they would go on the retreats up in the cities and then come back and they continue uh, meeting in groups. Uh, to discuss their faith life. And so there's over 100 people from this parish that have made the retreat Wow! and continue to be involved. Wow, so is this kind of the only uh, parish? I know it's not really, I haven't um, seen it as much kind of in the parishes around Rochester and things like that. Uh, that's Curcio down here? Yeah, I think as far as I know, yeah. Wow. It's much more pre uh, prevalent in the cities. Right. Okay, well, fantastic. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Nick Medelsky and uh, Father Beerman here at St. John Vianney in uh, Fairmont. Uh, Father Beerman is the pastor here at St. John Vianney in Fairmont, as well as Saints Peter and Paul in Blue Earth. And Blue Earth is about oh, 15, 20 minutes east of here? Yeah, it's 20 miles away. 20 miles away from here. So, um, And that's, uh, it. was that at the start? Uh, or did that develop over time? Well, first when I was assigned here, I had uh, this parish, St. John Vianney, and Holy Family in East Chain. Okay. And then uh, they added to my assignment Saints Peter and Paul in Blue Earth and St. Mary's in Winnebago. So the, the, uh, those other two parishes are now 
uh, oratories, meaning they, they're still open for prayer, but, but don't have regular Sunday Mass there. And still open for um, weddings and things like That's that. That's right, right? So yeah. Special occasions, yeah. things like that. So, um, Well, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, one of the other things that you've been involved in here in the diocese, and we'll talk more about it after we come back from the break because sure. we're kind of coming up on that time, but uh, is Unbound. That unbound ministry, and uh, maybe before we go to break, maybe you can give us just sort of the the thumbnail overview sketch of of what unbound is. Sure, we had a uh, an unbound conference in uh, September of 2019, and w- there were over 250 people that attended, and it was here at St. John Vianney in the hall right behind the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it is uh, a type of deliverance prayer, which is setting people free from the the power and the influence of our enemy, our spiritual enemy, who is Satan, and and uh, recognizing how he has entered into our lives and patterns of sin or uh, bondage, if you will, uh, that the the Lord desires to set us free from those things. And so unbound prayer is a process of uh, praying with people for that grace of Jesus Christ to set us free. Well, fantastic. And I know you've done a, a series of podcasts that's available on the diocese website about that. I, know I also saw, um, I don't know how long ago it was because I don't know the dates, uh, but uh, Father, uh, Father Tay and Father Brian uh, out by me in Wasika, uh, they did uh, a podcast as well with you about uh, unbound yes. prayer and things like that. That's right, so, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to breaking that open a little bit. Um, but I guess uh, before we scare anyone away, before we get into the break, um, you know, when you talk about deliverance from from the power of the evil one, mm-hmm. uh, from the devil, Satan, you know, whatever name you want to use, um, it sounds really kind of dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you sort of maybe explain? Well, uh, in the... In St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he says, we are engaged in a spiritual battle. And so this isn't something that's uh, out of the ordinary. It's something we all face in our Christian lives, and that is temptation and sin. You know, that's kind of, that's not, it's not something that uh, is extraordinary. It's it's pretty uh, ordinary and faced by all of us. And so that is the, that's the spiritual battle, I suppose you could say. And, um, and so the, the Lord has come to our aid in that battle and uh, to be able to help us uh, by the power of Christ uh, to live a virtuous and a holy life and not to fall into those temptations and, and particular ways that the enemy tries to drag us down. Well, fantastic, and I look forward to talking more about some of the things involved with that. Uh, We'll talk about the five keys and different things like that with Unbound uh, when we come back from break. So stay tuned with us here on Real Presence Live. Again, Nick Medelsky, Father Andrew Bierman here at St. John Vianney in a frosty but still fabulous Fairmont, Minnesota. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know 
a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family, Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky and Father Andrew Bierman here at St. John Vianney Parish here in Fairmont, Minnesota. A beautiful place to be on this uh, chilly morning, although it's uh, sunshiny outside, so might improve slightly uh, during the course of the day. Um, if you're just joining us now, uh, Father Bierman is the pastor here at St. John Vianney, as well as St. Peter and Paul in Blue Earth. Uh, and we've been talking about uh, Father Bierman, as well as Unbound Ministry. And we kind of introduced that a little bit before the break. Um, Maybe if you could go in a little bit of detail, uh, the I know the five keys are like a, a big part of the unbound uh, experience of prayer. So could you maybe explain what those are and why they're important? Sure. I think uh, uh, Susan Winley Dowse, who's the director of uh, evangelization and discipleship for mm-hmm. our diocese, thought that um, one one area that is very much needed in the lives of our people is spiritual healing. Mm. And uh, this is a type of prayer that brings spiritual healing. If we look at our lives, we can see we can be uh, in, uh, bound in some way. In other words, we're not exactly free mm. uh, to follow Christ as we would like to. Uh, so how is it that, that the Lord brings healing? So the, the five keys of unbound prayer are, uh, can, you can think of them like uh, locks on a door. So if you open four of them, but there's one that's still locked, you can't open the door. Mm. And so uh, 
all five of them need to be opened in order to uh, be set free mm. and allow the Holy Spirit to enter into our lives. So the, the five keys of freedom are, the first one is repentance, which is uh, repenting of our sin, uh, saying, I, w I wish to no longer be uh, enmeshed in this and to be free of it. Uh, usually that key is taken care of when people go to confession because they, they are repentant at that right. time. The second key is forgiveness. Uh, throughout the gospel, Jesus teaches about the importance of forgiveness. And being in unforgiveness or resentment can really be a type of bondage because if there's someone that I'm angry with, I can't be in the same place where that person is. I can't hang out with friends that are with that person. Right. Every time I think of them, it causes uh, uh, anger to be stirred up in my heart. And so I'm really not free in that, in that way, in a spiritual sense. So the importance of forgiveness, as Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. To be able to forgive others helps us to receive God's forgiveness. The third one is uh, renunciation. So it, I, th I would say it's like a continuation of our baptismal promises, because the first three questions are, do you renounce Satan and all his works? And all his empty promises right and so it's going into specifics what are those works and empty promises of satan that have uh taken over in my life hmm. that i've that i may have uh given into and so i want to renounce those so it could be like a spirit of anger let's say if i i'm constantly losing my temper or a spirit of lust or or pride or a spirit of control uh, sometimes people fall into uh, feelings or thoughts of unworthiness or um, hopelessness, you know, those kinds of things. Worry, uh, despair, those kinds of, you know, a lot of us right. can get caught in those things. Anxiety, you know, anxiety. So it's uh, identifying where those, what those are in our lives and then also, if possible, identifying you know, where they first entered in, uh, as the, the, where was the door opened to allowing these spirits to enter in and have influence over our life. And so we, through the prayer, we try to allow Christ to close that door and to give us the Holy Spirit. The third, the fourth one is, uh, is the uh, prayer of command, which is by the grace of us uh, being baptized in Christ, we have the authority of Jesus to command evil spirits to leave us and, and not have influence over us. In the scriptures, it says they expelled spirits by a simple command. And so uh, the Lord has given us that kind of authority over our own lives and uh, over the lives of those that we're responsible for, like parents with their children, for example. And then the last one is the prayer of blessing. Uh, the the Satan or the evil one is known as a liar and the father of lies. And so a lot of times we can become bound in believing things that he introduces to us in our thoughts that right. are really lies. It's not true. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, if we renounce those and say, I don't want to uh, uh, buy into those anymore, then I also want to hear the truth that God the Father has revealed to us about who we are in his eyes. And so that's the prayer of the blessing of the Father, kind of like 
when Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water and he heard the voice of God the Father saying, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And how we long for uh, God the Father to speak to us those words. You know, we long for our own Father to to say those words of love Mm -hmm. uh, to us, that you are my beloved son or my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased and I, and I take delight in you. Mm. Uh, a lot of times uh, we fall into the thoughts of the evil spirit that are also presented to it. He's known as the accuser spirit. And so mm. the thoughts are ones of accusation or um, condemnation even of ourselves and, uh, and our identity saying, you know, I'm not worth anything or I'm not going to find anyone who will be with me or uh, no matter what I do, it's not good enough. You know, those kinds of things. Uh, we, can, we can fall into a kind of uh, self-condemnation. But those are not thoughts coming from God. They're from the enemy, who is the accuser in the book of Revelation. So uh, it's, it's receiving the truth from the Lord, uh, who is uh, revealing the, the true nature. And so that I think... Uh, Neil Lozano would say that's the most important part of unbound prayer is the the blessing of the Father to be able to receive those words of blessing in our hearts. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. If you're just joining us now, uh, Nick Medelsky and Father Andrew Beerman here at St. John Vianney in Fairmont, uh, Minnesota. Wonderful to be with you this morning uh, speaking about unbound prayer. And uh, Father really just gave a beautiful explanation of what's all involved in unbound prayer. Um, could you talk a little bit maybe about uh, uh, what 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 this has looked like for people, what mm-hmm. sort of change it's made in people's lives? Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, there's a, uh, after we pray with people, you can see the graces that have been released uh, through this prayer and, um, and, and a kind of a newfound faith and hope and confidence in the Lord. Um, uh, one particular person uh, I prayed with always had difficulty in uh, being with others and thinking that she wasn't, she didn't uh, belong or people didn't want her around. Mm. You know, that's it's a particular oh, lie terrible, that she yeah. bought into. And so she would try to excuse herself from uh, gatherings and things like that. Mm. And it went back to uh, being in grade school and a, and a teacher who was a sister told her, because she was in trouble for something, you're public enemy. A sister didn't really mean that, but she took it in because it's a sister teaching it and um, began to believe that about her and in her mm-hmm. life. And so it's uh, to be able to renounce that lie and, and say, this isn't the truth about who I am and, uh, and whether people want me here and, uh, and the gift that I am that God has created me to be. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a real um, renewal, I think, in the hearts of people who have received this prayer uh, to... Uh, rather than be filled with um, anxiety and doubt and hopelessness and self-condemnation, uh, a spirit of joy and, and the goodness that is in them. Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful. Uh, so uh, for anyone listening right now who, uh, who'd be interested in, in learning more or, or in uh, having, uh, I, I don't know what you what the correct term for it is, have a, having someone pray through, yes. I guess, the unbound process with them. How, how would they go about that? Yeah, well, 
We have uh, established teams for prayer throughout the diocese. We, uh, I think we're, we have one in each of the five deaneries, and so they're, um, it's, it's, uh, it would be contacting the diocese probably and uh, talking to Susan Winley Doust about prayer. Uh, we, we are hoping to have um, sessions on a regular basis of explaining what unbound prayer is and then being available with the prayer teams to pray with people. We've, we've done that a couple times already uh, this past spring, and um, many people have re received that gift of that prayer. Beautiful, beautiful. And I see here on the, uh, the diocese website, there is a, there is a prayer request line yes. uh, for Unbound listed, and that number is 507-858-1274. Again, 507-858-1274. And you can also read more uh, on the diocese website. Uh, if you just Google is probably the easiest way to find it or, or whatever search engine you use, uh, search for Diocese of Winona and uh, Unbound and it'll bring up the page and there's uh as i mentioned there's a there's a podcast uh that that you've recorded uh that kind of walks through that um there's also uh heart of the father is kind of the 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 national international ministry for yes. unbound prayer yep. uh, so heart of the father.com is another place to look so there's there's uh resources on there and it all sort of started with a book right um, yeah it started with uh i think it was started with just in my own life looking for uh desire to be set free from uh, certain things and so uh, in receiving the prayer it was a great blessing for me and, uh, and then I began to think of how this could be helpful for others as well for my parishioners and so forth well fantastic I'm, I'm so glad that that's uh, uh, come here to the diocese and I think you you mentioned that uh, just had that bit the big conference kind of right before COVID and all that started, so right. so there's a little bit of catching up still going on, but hopefully right. those uh, those ongoing uh, opportunities for for unbound prayer will will materialize here sure. uh, sooner than later. Yeah. Um, sadly, our time together is coming to a close, but uh, if uh, before we let you go, uh, would you offer our listeners a blessing? Sure. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, all the angels and saints. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Father, for coming on with us this morning. Thanks for hosting us here at, uh, at your parish here in Fairmont. And uh, wonderful talking to you, Father. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Up next, we'll be speaking with Deacon Steve Landsteiner, who's the uh, deacon assigned here at uh, St. John Vianney in Fairmont and St. Peter and Paul in Blue Earth. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.